0: Welcome, this is Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel, Divine, Texas. We want to thank you for taking time to listen to our Sun, Salt, and Light broadcast. We want you to know and grow in the sun, S-O-N, Jesus Christ, and be the salt and the light. We'd like to thank you so much for taking time to listen to this broadcast we simply teach the Bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter, and we believe that God changes a life one verse at a time. I'd like to personally invite you out to come and see the church. Uh, it is a very casual atmosphere, and uh, but we do take the Word of God very seriously. We meet in a non-traditional church building. We actually meet at the BFW 3966 in Divine, Texas. It's located at 211 West College Avenue, big white building right next to the post office. Our service times are on Sunday when we go through the New Testament uh, at 10 a.m. And then on Wednesday nights at 6 30 p.m. we go through the Old Testament. Uh, We have children's ministry available for both services. And if you need to get more information on the church, you can go to calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bible ready, we'll continue our verse-by-verse study in the book of Luke chapter 1 verses 26 through 38. The title of this sermon is, Let it be to me according to your word. Here is the second half and conclusion of this Advent teaching. Uh, for your sakes, he became poor that through his poverty might become rich. Christ came in humility, and Mary was someone of the a, of a humble spirit herself. In Romans chapter 12, verse 16, it says, But be of the same mind towards one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. Mary was highly favored. The word highly favored actually means to be graciously accepted, to be honored with blessings, to be pursued with grace in the Greek. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, To praise of the glory of His grace by which He made us accepted in the Beloved. Rejoice, highly favored one. Is that you this morning? Are you highly favored? Is God pursuing you with grace? In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says, And God is able to make all grace abounds toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may have an abundance for every good work. There's an abundance for every good work. There's an abundance of grace in the journey. There's an abundance of grace when you're lost in the deepest valleys of life. There's an abundance of grace when you fall into a, a sin that you thought you had overcome. There's an abundance of grace to heal a relationship that you thought could never be healed. And there's an abundance of grace to bring peace to a nation that's so divided. We just have to believe in it and step out in faith and do what God's calling us to do. We have grace available. But I believe that grace starts with us being being humble and being obedient to God as a servant. Highly favored one, is the Lord with you? Is the Lord with you? He's chosen to follow as, as we have chosen to follow Jesus. One of the things that we know is that the Lord is with us this morning, moving within every heart here. As we come together and we worship and uh, the Holy Spirit moves throughout worship. And, and as the word is being taught, touching every heart, the Lord is with you. Even when you haven't chosen him, he's with you. Even when you haven't made the choice to follow God, he's with you. He wants a relationship with you. He'll never stop pursuing you, and there's nothing that you can do that's so bad that God doesn't love you. He just wants you to repent and ask you, actually turn from your sin and follow Him and ask Christ into your heart. I had somebody tell me this week. He said that that I need to learn myself. I need to learn to love myself the way that God loves me. I say, you don't need to learn to love yourself. God loves you. That's all you need to know. That's it. That you're loved. It's one of those things that I don't think we say enough to people. Love you, brother. Right? Love you, sister. And you go, man, we're not even family. Man, you're you're in my family for eternity. If you're a follower of Christ, wake up. I can sit. I got, you know, Ernesto, we went and I can sit and talk stories with Ernesto all day. He's kind of like Frank Gugudan. I, I cannot wait to sit in eternity and sit and talk stories with them those two men. and and uh, But, I mean, it's like we need to understand, like, there are people that are needing to know the love of God and knowing that the Lord is with them. I think a lot of people are hurting right now. And it doesn't matter that it's just Christmas time. They were hurting at the beginning of the year. They need to know that that... that that the Lord is, it, it wants to have a relationship and, and, and the Lord is pursuing after them. Verse 29 says, but when, we, uh, but when she saw him, she was troubled at saying and considered what mannered of his greeting. So the word here troubled is fear. She's gripped with fear. But at the same time, she's trying to understand the dialogue and pondering what the angel was saying. Like, wait a minute. What did God say about me? That's kind of what's happening here. And I love that. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. That word in the Greek actually means it's translated into grace. You have found grace with God. It's the same grace that Noah found in Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In verse 31, And behold, you will, receive, you will conceive your, in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of, of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. So we get the, the verse that's quoted in Isaiah chapter 7 verse 14 there in Verse 31. We know that, that Matthew, actually, because he's writing to a Jewish audience at the time, in Matthew chapter 1, verse 23, he actually translates it as his name, which is translated God with us. God with us. In verse 32, he will be great and he will be called the son of the highest. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob. And of his kingdom there will be no end. So we know those messianic... Uh, symbols uh, are, are the kingdoms are, are given in 2nd Samuel chapter 7 verses 13 through 16 in Psalm 89 verses 26 through 29 and we know in 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 Psalm 45 verse 6 as we talk about his kingdom reigning forever and ever your throne O God is forever and ever a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom 1st Timothy chapter 6 verse 15 which he will bring out the proper time. He who is the blessed and only sovereign, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. In 1 Corinthians 15, verse 25, for he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. And we know when Jesus returns, that will happen. Mary questions how in verses 34 through 36. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Now the word used here is Yadah. means it it means to have I I have not had relations with the man okay and it's very important to understand that's why Luke specifies and some of you may have in your in your uh, translation virgin but Luke specifies virgin in the Greek meaning that it is a virgin in Matthew chapter 1 verse 25 it says but keep her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he named him Jesus. So Joseph kept Mary a virgin until after the birth. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. And I love the Amplified Version because it gives you a little bit more understanding of just the Scripture itself. It says the Holy Spirit will come upon you The power of the Most High will overshadow you like a shining cloud. And the Son, and so the holy thing which shall be born of you, which will be called the Son of God. The holy, the pure, the sinless offspring of Jesus Christ. The offspring of Mary and God. Pure and sinless. And we know that the overshadowing, that verse that's used there is the same power that overcomes the early church in acts chapter 1 verse 18 you will receive the power when the holy spirit has come upon you we know this is god accomplishing his his purpose and it's important to understand like for me it's not an issue the god who created the universe and you think they haven't even figured out all the universe yet scientists haven't they don't even know everything yet they're still, every now, they go, okay, well, well now it's not 45 million years. Now it's 66 million years. Like, they keep changing it because the science keeps changing. So, again, we went over, you know, the, the, you're created man and female. We went over that as, as we went into the book of Genesis. And we went, we went through creation, how God created everything. And so, for me, when I look at that, I go, well, I didn't come from a puddle of goo, right? we were born in the image of god just our bodies alone now when you're younger you don't take you take it for granted man you watch somebody young playing ball or something man when they're playing football or ball they can fall and get hit or trip and they just get right back up when you get into your 35s your 40s man you get out of bed and you pull something your back like you're, you can't move your neck i went to ask my wife that yesterday she slept or something and i was like babe can you see if there's a car coming she couldn't turn her neck and i was like babe there was a car coming and she's like i can't turn my neck <laughs> so it happens we wake up all the time going man what happened i can't move my leg but our bodies just think about it our bodies how they heal themselves how it adapts and and god as just the amazing thing of god and yeah man can create a a child in a test tube now but that's as far as man can get with it god created us god created the womb god created everything that that baby needed including the milk that that the mom provides it's amazing think about just now the technology we have now and think about the time of christ how many babies were born into this world and you go there's no way they would survive today or Joseph delivering the baby, Mary? Oh no. Something would have went wrong with me. Because I, I I just think about how 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 advanced we are today, but we're still not advanced enough to catch up to God's creation. And so when I look at this, I go, yeah, I can see that happening. The Holy Spirit overshadowing, and she's a virgin. The Holy Spirit, why are both why are both uh, John the Baptist and Jesus born with the Holy Spirit. Jesus was without sin. John the Baptist had a purpose to be the forerunner, to announce Christ coming, to get people to do what? Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. It's important for us to look at when we look at the Bible story. Remember, this is important for us as Christians. This is a non. We can, this is essential. You have to believe in the virgin birth. You have to verse 36 it says now indeed elizabeth your relative has also conceived of son and her old and the, the angel says that in her old age it's like come on bro right in her old age and now in the sixth month of her was called barren so mary doesn't even know yet and yet gabriel had went there six months earlier but we know that can happen. Genesis 18, talks about Abraham and Sarah being an advanced age. And she has a baby in Genesis chapter 21, verse 2. Hannah in, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 6. Her womb was closed, and yet God opened her womb in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 20. God is all-knowing. This is why it's very important when you read these scriptures to know the attributes of God, that He stands outside of time, that he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. These are his attributes. And that's why it's important. So when you approach these scriptures, you go, well, God can do that. God can do that. And we'll look at our last point here. As Mary, the maidservant of the Lord, verse 37, says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. In Psalm 89, verse 13, it says, You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, and high is your right hand. You know, when we read that, I wonder how many of us actually struggle with that. Have you ever prayed over somebody for healing? And you're thinking, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if God can... Like, you're struggling with, with belief. But when we read this and we go for, with God, nothing will be impossible, we need to believe that. We need to believe that. We need to believe that. I, I had a brother of mine that I love very dearly that died of cancer. And he was in the last stages of his of his uh, of the issue, and and we prayed over him. And we were praying for him, fervently praying. A lot of the people fervently praying. We are praying for healing. And you know what? Healing came. For nothing is impossible with God. He was born into heaven. He's no longer in pain. It's not the answer we wanted, but God answered the prayer. We have to understand that that when you think that there is something that that person can't get over that addiction what's well, it's not it's not it may not be possible for you to fix it but with god god can fix it but god can't save that marriage i'm proof that it's possible it's possible and and, and we have to we have to believe when we read in scripture we need to believe this and I love the way that Jesus puts it in, in Mark chapter 10, verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God, for, for with God all things are possible. With God all things are possible. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. In Jeremiah 32, verse 17, it says, O Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms. There is nothing too hard for you. Nothing. Then Mary said, Behold, the maid servant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed her. You know, the word behold is used six times in this first chapter. And the word behold is actually an attention getter to get you to wake up and read. When you're reading it, you go, behold. Like, I need to pay attention. Right? And I love that because Mary, Mary knew... She says, let it be to me according to your word. Mary knows when she says this, she is going to be accused of adultery. Mary, and I don't think we picture this when we look at this story, Mary knows that she could be stoned to death, that she will be this mark because even the religious leader said, fornicator. You came out of fornication. That's the mark that Mary will have until she goes home to be with the Lord joseph as well and it doesn't matter what man says it matters what god what god's opinion is of us not man's that's what we need to remember she was willing and graciously submitting to the will of god let it be to me according to your word now one thing we do have to clear up real quick is mary had more children okay we don't pray to mary mary is not hearing your prayers Now, some of us have Catholic family members. I grew up in the... Do you ever question this? How come there's always statues of Mary, but Jesus is still on the cross in the Catholic Church? Don't make no sense. They got Mary like this, and then Jesus is up there nailed to the cross. You know what Mary said in Luke chapter 1, verse 46 and 47? I was so glad I heard this this morning because Raul Reese shared this this morning. And I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm going the right direction. In Mary's prayer... Mary said my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior Mary needed a Savior too Mary's in heaven worshiping God she's not hearing any of your prayers anyone that's gone on to to heaven like grandma grandma's with me no she's not grandma's in heaven she's worship do you think she cares about what's happening on this earth are we that selfish like she's worshiping God there's no more pain, no more tears, no more illness, no more sin. Do you think she cares what's happening here? Same with Mary. Mary's with her son. The last time she sees him, is hanging from a cross. And when she goes home to be with the Lord, she's with her son. But she magnifies God. She doesn't magnify herself. She magnifies God. Because she needed salvation too. And so did Joseph. We all do. We all do. And so what is our application for our scripture today? As we close up. We saw the two different opinions, right? The two different responses. Zacharias's response. Questioning. Well, how can this be? And Mary's response. When God puts something on your heart, are you objecting like Zacharias? Or are you being obedient like Mary? if god is calling you to do something to go share like the holy spirit puts on my heart sometimes just to talk to people if i don't do that i'm being disobedient to god but maybe god's put somebody on your heart that you go man i gotta go i gotta go talk to them are you gonna be obedient and do it or are you gonna question the way that zachariah started questioning we need to step out in faith and and we need to understand when God puts something on our heart, whether it's through Scripture, whether it's through prayer, whether it's through fellowship, that we need to step out in faith and do it. And it's not easy. But one of the things that I love about Mary is she bowed to the will of God. And she was ready and willing, with a willing heart, to do the same. And that's what we need to look at. If, we're, if she's bowing to, to the will of God and she has a heart to serve God do we have that same heart are we willing to do the same thing right it's 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 a, it, 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 what gets a lot of people in trouble is you don't follow the will of god and god is trying to, to direct and guide you in your life but you just won't do it because you still want to do things the way you want to do them god didn't call you he called you to become what a new creation in christ he called you to to die to self and follow him and pick up your cross and so if that, if that means that we're going to do that, that means we have to trust the will of God. And we have, to, we have to be willing to do what God is putting on our hearts to do. And finally, this morning, is the Lord with you? In Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, it says, And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. That's, that's why Jesus came. And we're all sinners, every one of us, including me but I've been saved I got my lamp lit ready for oil let's go right I want what I want you to understand is that the Lord is with you that the Lord loves you he wants that relationship with you but it requires some things it requires you to actually go you know what Lord let me pray let me I'm, I'm going to read my word I want to just meditate and just hear from you or Lord I want to start my day, put somebody in my path today that I can share the gospel with. God will do all that stuff. But you need to remember that the Lord is with you. You're highly favored. If you're his child, you're highly favored. He loves you. And some of us never got that as kids, that you're loved. You had an example of a father that was not loving. But you have a father in heaven who is perfect, who loves you. You need to remember that. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for this morning. I do pray, and I I ask, Lord, as we uh, look at the the scriptures of of Mary, maybe some of us came through the doors today not feeling highly favored, uh, needing your grace this morning, Lord, needing your mercy, your love in our lives. But, Lord, I want to also... I don't know everybody here, and I'm not sure where, where where every heart is, but I love that verse in Matthew chapter one, verse twenty-one. It says, "Jesus, uh, for He will save His people from their sins." We're all sinners, and if that's you this morning, I just want to give you this opportunity to pray this prayer after me. It, it, one of the things we do is, as a follower of Christ, as we become a follower of Christ, is we have to admit that we're a sinner. There are none good, no, not one. For we all have fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. And so we need to have our sin forgiven. That's why Jesus went to the cross. Went to the cross to give us a way to pay for our sin when we could not pay it. We could not earn it. We don't get in because we have a grandmother that loved you or followed you. It's it's an individual relationship. It's a choice that we have to make. And maybe there are some here, too, that are struggling. Maybe they've had a divide or there's been a division that's happened between you and God, and you just want to reconnect and and just say, Lord, I I need you to light that oil. Give me that oil and, and have me ready to prepare with that lamp ready to go, Lord. And so I want to give you that opportunity to pray this prayer after me. And just repeat after me, Father God, I am a sinner. I need a Savior. I know that you died on the cross for my sins. I repent of my sins. I turn to you. Fill my heart, Lord. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. I believe in you in my heart. I ask you to be the Lord of my life and help me walk this walk with you, Lord, to die to self and pick up this cross and follow you. And I ask that in Jesus' name, amen. I would like to thank you for taking time to listen to our broadcast. This is uh, Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Chapel Divine, Texas. If you're someone like me who is, uh, listens to a lot of podcasts, you can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Audible, iHeart Radio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Calvary Chapel uh, Divine and you'll, you'll be able to track us down. And lastly, I just wanted to invite you out to church. Uh, we are a casual church that meets in a non-traditional building, uh, meaning that we meet at the VFW 3966 on West College Avenue, big white building right next to the the post office. Uh, If you want to get more information about our church, if you need to ask uh, some questions, or you even need prayer, just go to calvarydivine.org. And uh, we want to thank you again just for listening to this broadcast of Calvary Chapel Divine Texas, Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. God bless you. Have a good one.